Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. With more surveillance footage coming out, there's renewed attention given to the January 6th Capitol breach. To offer a unique take from an insider's perspective at the FBI, joining us next, we have former FBI agent Steve Friend. Steve Friend, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Steve, uh, reports that the Treasury Department will release the Biden family's uh, bank reports uh, to the House Oversight Committee. What story do you think this may possibly tell? I think it's telling more of a uh, process story than it actually is going to be the, the end result. I think that it's showing that the, the House is actually following through on the promises that, they, uh, that the Republicans made during the 2022 election, that they would hold uh, power to account and then and try to leave no stone unturned as far as any sort of corruption and uh, hopefully providing some transparency to the American people for everybody because uh, this is a nation of laws and everybody should be subject to those. Steve, speaking of corruption, uh, you're a former FBI agent. Uh, you blew the whistle. Can you kind of describe your experience working within the agency and any type of political bias that you may have experienced? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I spent uh, close to nine years in the FBI. I uh, spent a good chunk of my time just keep, keep my head down and, and working the cases in front of me. There are a lot of agents that sort of share that sentiment and, and just want to drive the mission forward. Uh, unfortunately, there's a big disconnect between the rank and file and the, uh, the management class. And uh, as you climb that ladder, it's tending to become more and more political. And I think there's an argument to be made that the FBI has now just become a, a weaponized apparatchik of the, uh, of the presidential administration. And, and we've seen that bear out with the uh, prosecution of pro-life activists and uh, failing to, to prosecute anybody who's protesting outside of a Supreme Court justice's house with the uh, intent of influencing their decisions. You know, it seems really difficult to be able to maintain that, uh, that neutral, nonpartisan stance uh, when, you know, you're a human being after all, and things have just been so uh, politicized and hyperpartisan. Um, how has the issue of political bias within the FBI impacted uh, public trust, would you say? I think it's been absolutely negative, uh, and that bears itself out with the, the polling that's gone. The approval now for the FBI is uh, circling the drain. It's it's now under 50 percent, and unfortunately, when uh, you have the director come forward and uh, and quote the uh, the number of applicants to uh, to be his metric for measuring success and, and approval of his agency, uh, he's just not taking the temperature of the room. You know, he does not think that the uh, the FBI clearly serves the American public. I think he probably views the FBI as being more of a client service to the, the leaders in the administration. I want to get your thoughts on January 6th. Uh, we, we've seen from the House Select Committee, uh, their presentation. Uh, now you're having House Speaker Kevin McCarthy releasing tape uh, that people are able to analyze. Um, objectively, how, how do you view that day's events and, and what questions might you still have? I think any questions that I have, uh, I probably shared by most, most of America. Uh, the, the only solution to that is just going to be radical transparency. That is the people's house. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, this slow drip of uh, surveillance footage is just eventually uh, abandoned and we just get the whole amount of it. Uh, there's no reason why uh, we, it should be leaked out slowly because that just gives cannon fodder to both sides to accuse the other of uh, cherry picking their information. Well, it's a great way to, to put everything into context and that's to have the complete context. 
as far as perspective on that whole day, um, I think that there is a, a mixed bag. I think there was absolutely people who were uh, out of control and, uh, and did some deplorable and abhorrent actions, and they need to be held accountable. And then I think there were others and, uh, and folks that I actually had the opportunity to, to investigate uh, who just simply exercised their First Amendment right to assemble and to protest, and then asked for permission to enter the people's house and were given it by the Capitol Police. And whether or not the Capitol Police were trying to de-escalate the situation doesn't mitigate the fact that they gave permission to those folks and, and ensure, assured them that they were within the law to walk through the Capitol peacefully and, and admire uh, the, the House of Representatives and the Senate. Lastly, Steve, before we let you go, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Um, what, what advice would you give to a, a, a one of those rank-and-file FBI agents who's experiencing this political bias within the workplace, yet their livelihood, their family, their career is on the line, and they just don't know what to do? What, what would you say to them? I think that the, the answer isn't easy, but it is simple. Uh, you swear an oath in the very beginning, and that has to mean something at the end of the day. I stood up and I swore an oath before God, my family, and my colleagues that I was going to protect the Constitution and my fellow countrymen. And I, I joined the FBI to do the work at the FBI, not to retire from the FBI. Uh, and I know it's a, it's a bum deal, it's a bum rap for, for you if, you if you have that sort of ambition to, to do your 20 and then collect your pension, uh, but that's not a guarantee. You took that oath, you're, you're, in, you're supposed to serve uh, the, the public, and uh, if that means having to put it on the line, uh, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, but you can also do it properly and do it smartly. You should uh, look into the proper whistleblowing procedures and uh, make sure your concerns brought forward. And hopefully this select committee looking at government weaponization will protect whistleblowers so that you're not going to have to sacrifice that career. Steve Friend, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. And our next guest joining us will shed some light on some serious anti-Semitic trends growing in American politics, education, and culture. Jeff Burke is the founder of truthtells.org. Jeff Burke, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good morning. Nice talking to you again. Absolutely, Jeff. A, a group of Republican senators uh, raising concerns about anti-Semitism being funded by the Department of Education, specifically on college campuses. What can you tell us about this and how are taxpayer funds being used to promote those? Um, well, we founded a truth uh, organization called truthtells.org. What we are doing is giving the letter rating to each sitting Jewish politician on what they're doing and truly not doing about fighting anti-Semitism. What you're talking about is really a phenomenon that goes back to 2018 with uh, the introduction to the squad and their anti-American, anti-democracy, anti-Semitic rhetoric that they're spreading to tens of millions of their followers. And what you're seeing is this, this pro-Palestinian anti-Israeli policy is making its way throughout the uh, Biden administration and our educational system at the same time. There are reports right now at Stanford University where uh, we're seeing that a, um, a student there had their dorm door uh, vandalized with SWAT stickers and uh, images of Hitler. How widespread are these types of instances? I think you're seeing this everywhere, not just in Stanford, the University of Denver. Um, there's an independent organization that gives ratings to the New York City universities. Uh, many of whom are getting F's for, you know, fostering and enabling the same type of anti-Semitic behavior. And the concern I truly have is troubling is this current scenario you're describing is it's 
you know, where does it where does it end? You know, once these anti-Semites are empowered with simple vandalism, it's, the next step is, is physical intimidation and fighting and beating up and things of that nature. Jeff, how has the Department of Education responded to these, um, you know, accusations and what steps can be taken to prevent anti-Semitic behavior on college campuses and other places in the future? Um, what we're trying to do is at truthtells.org, we're raising money to um, to educate the Jewish population of this hypocrisy that many of their Jewish elected leaders tolerate and even elevate this mantra. Um, but as it relates to the educational system, we believe that it's, we're going to start hitting on a state-by-state -state basis and getting to the Department of Education on how important it is to sustain Holocaust education. This is something that transcends religion. On the same time, how do we eliminate the BDS um, education that's going to the to the uh, to the students, and as a matter of fact, most of the surveys that you read and the articles you read, the the universities like a Stanford are the ones who promote pushing this uh, BDS philosophy on campus, and that just has to stop. Unfortunately, our Jewish leaders aren't taking the lead. Jeff Burke, really uh, appreciate you joining us, shedding some light on this important issue. Have a great day. See you soon. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.